Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Drunk on Power Dan. (laughs) And today we are covering episodes 10 and 11, which are both called Tribal Lines Are Blurred. Just like Davey. (laughs) Yeah, exactly just like Davey. Um, To comment on the episode title, a little boring. Uh, I feel like you could have uh, titled this a little something a little bit better. Oh yeah, um, like this was this these two episodes were moments like across the board. There's a lot of yeah, there's amazing quotes all over the place. Like <laughs> even if you called it like like I think a good fitting episode title for this would have been in the car's confessional where uh she's like, Carl's drunk on alcohol, he's drunk on power, uh <laughs> it's all going to his head or whatever. Like something like that would be like drunk yeah. on alcohol, drunk on power is a good episode title, I think. Um but instead we just get tribal lines are blurred. Um, mm-hmm. Who said this? Oh, I, I didn't even look that up. I think, I, I mean, think multiple Jeff definitely people. says it at the end. He's like, well, it's undoubtable now that tribal lines are blurred. And yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people said it in this episode. So mm-hmm. I, I bet it's weirdly attributed to a bunch of people. Um, I know Gabby definitely said it at one point, but whatever. It does not get matter too much. Um, I thought this episode was so good. Absolutely. I'm usually like, uh, I have two hours of Survivor to watch, which like I like Survivor, but it's still like two hours I have to set aside. But I'm so glad I did because it was just like wall to wall, like good stuff. Like this mm-hmm. is why I watch Survivor. Yeah. And like, I think Alec got a really fitting send off. Like, I thought that episode was so good and so heart wrenching where he's just like, like I never wanted to be the guy who was just 12, one down or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I never wanted to just be that guy who just gets voted out. Like I'm here to be more than that. And just like, like the heartbreak you feel, feel so real. Um, and like, for me, that was just such an endearing character moment. And I feel like everybody had one of those. Like, I feel like I got a good perspective on where every single person's head at head was at going into this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, we had an episode with Letters from Home, and then, like, all the positive moments were, like, outside of that as well. Like, mm-hmm. Alec reacting to a situation, Gabby at the challenge, Christian at the challenge. Um, just so much good stuff going on. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, I, it was also pretty funny. Like, Mike oh, yeah. kind of stepped into the shadows as, like, stopped being, like, weird villain Mike turned into like back to funny Mike, um, which is much better character. Uh, Mike was making me laugh in this episode. Davey was making me laugh in this episode. Like w- I feel like we got a good mix of things. In addition to that, we got wonderful strategy specifically from Gabby, um, who I think killed this episode. Uh, Top tier Angelina stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Like after her, Less visible episode last time. This episode was great. So much. I love Angelina. Like, for once, it's like, this is a character, like, I actually like. And, like, I feel like it's a big character. And I'm not just liking because they're weird and an underdog. But lots of big moments. Yeah, no, like, that's the thing is, Angelina is, like, a in-your-face character who is so funny and so fun to watch. 
Um, she's hundred percent somebody I'd be okay with coming back at this point. Like, cause I think she could do better next time. Like I mean, obviously she's doing well this game, but I think maybe she could have more influence, but I mean, like if Gabby didn't flip this, Angelina was probably in a real good shot to win. Like in that five David thing, just going down the line, like she was in a real good spot. She managed to get herself in that spot over Gabby, which says a lot about how good Angelina is at this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we joke so much on Angelina's and she's getting a lot of like guff this episode for her negotiation tactics, but she explains it. And I think, I think she has some skills that aren't necessarily being shown to the Mm -hmm. best of her ability, even though she is being explained a lot of the time, which we'll get to with Angelina later Mm -hmm. on. I think that challenge between Christian and Alec, I think would be in my top five challenges ever. That was really captivating TV. I thought uh, of just like one Alec's absurd determination that you can just see, but then Christian's words, like destroying him. Like, the way that was edited was so good. The fact that they were up there for like six hours. Amazing. Like I thought it was a wonderful character moment for Christian. I thought it was an even better one for Alec. And just that whole challenge was just like mind numbingly amazing. Yeah. It shows not every endurance challenge needs to end within like two hours, like let them stretch on. And like, you also get moments from like Gabby just wanting to win it. And like then Allison coming over and comforting her. Um, Gabby falling down and crying, like made, like made my, like all the like goosebumps on my body stand up. Like, like it it was like, oh no, she wants it so bad. Cause I thought in that moment that she would win it. And like when she's giving that speech and like, oh, it was so sad. Yeah, absolutely relatable. You had the people eating nachos and their part in it. Just good all around. Love Mike it. asking if he considered of sitting out. <laughs> 0. 0.0 being redundant. Exactly. I mean, we saw this in San Juan del Sur where the same challenge was. And it's one of the best ones. And when I saw what it was, I was like, oh, I bet this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it was so honestly give give us this like at every couple seasons like this should be like a survivor staple I think yeah and then on the other hand I think you had two pretty like middle of the road reward challenges yeah they were whatever. and then you had the second immunity challenge which was hashtag awful. Carl was robbed yeah like I loved the Carl downfall and everything but he won that immunity challenge <laughs> like yeah. Like, I I think I'm pretty good with words. And I saw, like, what letters were there as they were ha- holding them in their hands. In, like, five seconds, I was like, oh, that's perceptions. Like, obviously. Yeah. And so, I- Carl sort of puts it in. And, like, you can tell from the tone of, like, the music and stuff, like, the challenge isn't quite over yet. And I'm like, but he's got it. And then just like, Carl is wrong. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? Yeah, like, in what world is he wrong? Like, for me, one one part, okay, you never make an 11-letter challenge where you can make multiple 11-letter words. Yeah, don't um, do an 11-letter word and give them 13 blocks because you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, like, it's careless. But then, in addition to that, perceptions is maybe... Is, 
I think definitely a word more frequently associated with survivor than perspective. Perception is reality. I feel like is said in every survivor episode ever made. I don't know if I've really heard perspective ever said on survivor in any meaningful way either. Yeah. I feel like there is an episode title from a different season that features perceptions. I'm going to try to find it real quick, but yeah, I, I was very disappointed, even though Carl going home is like more fun, I think, because Carl was a sort of hard puzzle piece to fit in for this story, I think, mm-hmm. but it, it just felt wrong. Like, you deserve to be here. You spelled an 11 letter word. Yeah, like he did. He successfully did the challenge faster than everybody else. Like, I it's kind of hard to like really fault him there. Like, it's like he. Okay, he was in a bad spot, but it should have been remedied by this mechanic in the game that re- gives some people the ability to not be an option at some points. Yeah, the finale of One World is called Perception is Not Always Reality. So, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, it's just, poor guy. That said, I mean... I think even if he lived this vote, actually, honestly, maybe if he lived this vote, he would have been in a good spot too, which is sad because I don't know. Gabby and Christian have significantly less ability to flip at eight or seven against him. And honestly, he probably got a little screwed out of a really good spot um, where like, I feel like the momentum of the game kind of shifts after he's not a target and say they vote Allison here. I feel like Gabby and Christian might be forced to, Unless they go after Davy, yeah, I don't, I don't know at this point if they go after Davy or even Nick. Like, I mean, Mason Dixon and all that, but we'll see when we get to that story. That's been sort of fading mm-hmm. along with Nick himself. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm happy with the way things played out, but I wish it wasn't that challenge and that result. I agree. It really kind of tampers with things because like survivors all about momentum at some point, everybody's vulnerable and it just takes one thing to turn the tide. And I think honestly, Carl winning this was that. So I feel really bad for the guy that said, I do think he was the least captivating character left. Um, and so I'm a hundred percent okay with him being gone. Uh, yep. Like a little bit of like a funeral for him and everything is deserved. Cause he got screwed, put him on survivor twist Island or whatever, twisted out or like survivor screwed Island. Um, because I think you could probably put him top tier for most screwed people ever. Um, that yeah. said, like, yeah, uh, there's not many people who directly lost a cha- directly won a challenge and then went home anyway. Mm-hmm. Put Dan and Carl on the same season again. Yeah. Um, I guess before we move on to our story section, uh, do you think that the move from Gabby and Christian? was the right move at this time. Hmm. I think from what we've seen for Gabby, like obviously they're leaving her out of stuff. I think definitely for her. I think Christian burns more bridges than he builds with this. Like he's not particularly close to Allison or Kara. And I guess Mike is sort of there, but I feel like Mike has this reputation as a flip-flopper and that's not someone you want to be in bed with, really. So, like, 
I don't know. I think for Gabby, I can see a way forward. The next time has me like, well, was it really that great? But um, for Christian, I think it was definitely a net negative. I definitely agree with that assessment. I think from Gabby, it was a absolutely incredible move. Where again, I think Gabby shows that her she has an ability to make Christian act um, and how she wants. We saw that in episode two against Jessica. We see that here. Um, I think effectively this was a terrible move for Christian and an, 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 an incredible move for Gabby, who now has so many options on that side. And Christian is still a mega threat in the middle who's going to get targeted probably anyway with now less insulation. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was very it's very fun to see good players be able to make people act and not in their best interest. And I think that's what we saw. And that's what's so beautiful about Survivor is you make a meaningful, genuine connection in, in Gabby and Christian. And now Gabby can make Christian act in ways that don't benefit him at all. And maybe he's able to see that too. And that's really cool. Yeah, I definitely felt with this entire episode, like, yes, the tribal lines have blurred is a very boring episode title, but it was absolutely fitting. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just such a, it doesn't feel like it's going to be David versus Goliath from here on out. And there's really little way for it to be that way. Like, Yeah, like, and I think we were on the path, honestly, if I think if Carl won that immunity challenge, that this would be a bad episode title, and this would be a story of David just picking them off. But Carl... Carl playing so bad, I think, got or at least playing so recklessly at an odd number vote, put himself in a position where the rest of the season is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I'm so. It's weird to like that. There's only three nights of Survivor left. Like that's how good the season has been. It's like there's only three left, and then it's going to be done. And it feels like it's gone by too fast. Yes, yeah, so I don't know about you, but I honestly think. David versus Goliath is going to be in my top five. Um, I think so. I think all the characters are pretty captivating. Like, you try to think of a dud, and it's like, meh. Yeah. And then, yeah, just good gameplay. And probably a good winner. Like, yeah. I have my opinions on who I think is winning, but I think whoever does win feels like a pretty good story from here on out. I agree, and I think that's why you see so much disparity online and who is actually winning, in quotation marks. Like, I feel like there's four, maybe five people who've been edited as if they win, they would be really remarkable winners that everyone would be proud of. And I think that's why you're seeing so many people being big supporters of each one. Because they have been edited as really good players, because I think there are a lot of really good players and captivating people on this season, and... That's why it's so good. Like, that's the thing also with these people leaving is Alec was obviously so sad about leaving and really fought to be there. But on his way out, he was like, great game, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, do well. Carl is the same way. And he got, like, tremendously blindsided. Yeah. So, like, but he he was like, great game, guys. Hope you all do well. And I think... I know I feel like that's something you want to see. I'm always there for the bitter people who are going to carry that to jury, but it's also nice to just see pretty sportsman people who are obviously there and know that everyone else is playing the game to win. Yeah, exactly. Like 
for me, I'm somebody who hates bitter juries unless they're like, if they actually dislike the person, I'm fine with that. I don't like when it's like, I'm so bitter, like, like I'm going for drama kind of thing. I hate that. Like, I hate the fakeness behind the bitter person. Uh, but if it's just like someone's actually really upset, I'm fine with it. But yeah, I like that. Like, these people are just like, yeah, good job. Like, I'm happy I got to play Survivor. Like, I like that mentality a lot more than like, yeah, what we see sometimes. So I think with that, if we're done with generalities on the episode, we'll move on to our stories, um, starting with the predominant one of social charm versus social awkwardness and how that relates to authenticity or nerdiness, um, whatever. <laughs> um, I feel like I definitely had a good point for this, and now I can't think of it. So, Sure, so... In this episode, I feel like, again, it's this continues to be Gabby and Kara um, at this point. Like, it's pretty in your face. Gabby, the nerd whisperer versus Kara, the naturally charming. Um, and we bo- they both get to talk a lot in this episode about things that aren't that necessarily, but kind of building blocks off of those ideas. Um, and at the end of the day, the authenticity part is super important um i added the idea of authenticity in relationships as well as um yourself and i think we saw that in the gabby christian situation um gabby and christian have such an authentic bond that isn't a game bond or anything that it it transcends the game or whatever Mm -hmm. that gabby's again able to make christian act how she needs him to um whereas like Bonds that have been developed as less authentic, uh, less authentic, are just burning like crazy. Um, like Davy and Nick have never, we've never been shown a reason why they genuinely really like each other. Yeah, uh, and they lose this vote, and I think that's sort of what the season's telling us: is you need those genuine, authentic bonds between people. Yeah, I think my point was going to be that a lo- throughout these two episodes, we get a lot of Kara being like. Carl is just telling me that he's going to vote out Alec, even though I'm Alec's closest person. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with this plan, but that's a bad move on his part. And then we see her on the reward being like, I need to do this to try to get back in some good graces with these two. So mm-hmm. she's definitely playing up that charm factor. And yeah, we continue with Gabby sort of, fostering this real relationship with Christian and how that affects her game moving forward. And I think probably the next biggest moment where this kind of shows its head is in obviously the family letters moment where Christian's basically like, my dad told me to do three things, make Jeff laugh, find an idol and make some good friends or whatever. Um, I feel like there isn't a better way to summarize this theme than that confessional. Um, of being authentic and the powers that it uh, bestows upon you Mm -hmm. because like that was such an authentic, happy, smiley confessional. Uh, It really made me be like, cause I was a little souring on Christian. I was like, Oh, fine. I don't really like this guy. He's he's a good (laughs) dude. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like that's the thing is like, this is telling us what kind of people to cheer for. And I think the main people resting on this theme, I mean, a lot of people are, but like it's Christian, Gabby, Cara, even Nick a little bit. Like he got to talk about being a uh, like 
uh, public defender again, uh, which is always good. So, yeah, there was a lot of like job or background talk throughout these two episodes. Like, I think Alec talked about being a bartender. Um, I think Kara brought some real estate stuff into it. Angelina yeah, with her cringy. class and negotiation. I mean, she's yeah, like the the antithesis of this theme. So, yeah, Angelina is the exact opposite. Because <laughs> um, even like, actually, this is probably a good thing to bring up is like the negotiation thing was like maybe it was an authentic human moment or whatever. But the read I got on how the edit was telling us was like this is like a lizard person trying to be generous. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the read online is that Angelina is the worst negotiator ever in the history of humankind, which she's explained it, I think, on an Instagram post or something. And, like, I guess that means if you look at the whole scale of what they had, like, it wasn't that bad. And I mean, she did end up getting the deal with only like her loss, her chance at immunity. Yeah. She away. got. She got the best deal ever where she ended up just having to not participate in an immunity challenge. She wasn't going to win. Like, yeah. Okay. Like I think, but, uh, for, yeah. But I think overall what the online reaction to it tells us is that it's not being presented as a good thing for Angelina. Like exactly. I think you question that depending on how you feel about Angelina as a person. But I think overall you're seeing this negative response to it. And I think that's, a good indication of what the editors were going for. So yeah, like the results are, she successfully negotiated with Jeff and the response is like, Oh, well, like Angelina is the worst <laughs> negotiator ever. Uh, so I, I, yeah, like this episode was very much like, look how inauthentic Angelina is. Look yeah. how authentic these other people are. So uh, I guess that's that theme for this episode. Mm-hmm. Kind of segueing into the next one, David versus Goliath, turning your strengths into advantages, making the best of bad situations. I mean, Angelina did have a background in negotiating and she did get her way. So mm -hmm. Angelina winner pick. But I think at some point during the first episode, Christian literally says the Davids are turning their weak strengths or weaknesses into advantages. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that's our theme that we've been going on. Um, yeah, like, like literally, like, summarize. Like, Christian was doing a lot of summarizing our entire uh, podcast this episode. Um, <laughs> later on, he he talks about another one of our themes directly. But, uh, yeah, like, that's the thing is even Alec in this episode when he's doing the bartender bit is like, I'm in a bad position, but I'm going to make the most of it. We're out on this reward. Um, I'm gonna treat them like they're the prettiest girls I've ever seen before. Um, this is what, and he gets a positive edit for that, right? Like, yeah, this uh, this season is telling us that never be the person who's sitting there doing nothing. Be the person who's doing everything they can, even if you don't work. We're gonna reward you, and the best people are the ones who do try and make the best of those bad situations. For sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see where just David versus Goliath goes looking mm -hmm. forward as the tribal lines have blurred. So, um, yeah, especially as we've seen Christian sort of cross from David to Goliath. And I feel like if not 
So obviously some of the Goliaths have sort of regressed into Davidhood. Mm -hmm. Like Angelina, I guess, flipped to the Davids, but she's been sort of this, I guess, subpar Goliath is what I would say. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how strong that continues to be moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think a thematic, uh, big thematic moment for this was Gabby's last confessional before tribal council, where she says something along the lines of like, I'm tired of being seen as the hysterical, emotional woman who can't think for herself. Tonight, I'm tired of being an underdog and I'm going to prove everybody that I'm way smarter than I look. Whatever that confessional was. Yeah, um, I, I believe she actually says something about how perceptions are wrong. So mm-hmm. showed it to Carl. <laughs> but, um, so, but yeah, there's, yeah. there's some part of this game that's all about um, perceptions can be deceiving. Yes. And yeah, I think we'll get to that more when we talk about Gabby or even maybe Angelina. It's all over, though. So, mm-hmm. And this episode was huge for it, right? Like, we saw so many people basically verbalize, hey, look, I'm in this position where um like i need to use like with allison it was like i need to use my empathy to make sure that christian and gabby actually want to work with me and they aren't just tired of me yeah and that's the thing is like so many people in these episodes did this and like that's why i just like even Kara is like i'm clearly on the bottom but i'm gonna try and reunite vuku didn't work at all but (laughs) oh man yeah, I think I that's all I have for that. Um, with the tribal lines being blurred, it's more obvious than ever that a David cannot win this game without a Goliath and vice versa. I think it's just so apparent that we're not going to have either the four Goliaths or the four Davids going strong from here on out. They're going I fully expect working. two and two at the end, like at the final four. Um, Something like that anyway. I don't know. I think the fact that I'm not really thinking like, hmm, are we going to have all Goliaths or all Davids just really emphasizes its unimportance at the moment. Like a good, like a good theme survivor season, the actual theme that they tried to shoehorn in is not going to be relevant at the end. Exactly. Yeah. How sad is it though that Nick who this has been a story the entire time. He's every episode. He's been like, you know, a David can't win this game without a Goliath. The minute he gets power, his plan is just to pick off the Goliaths. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, man. Uh, just, just if you're here for nothing else, stick around for our coverage of Nick. Cause I'm sure on both of our parts, we're going to disagree on a lot, but our coverage of Nick is going to be scathing. Yeah. Whoa. What a pair of episodes for Nick. I think this is, and like from what I can tell online, there's still all kinds of people who are still hardcore on Nick. So if you're listening to this right now and you really want, um, like you really want to preserve Nick, he's your favorite or whatever. Maybe, maybe uh, tune out once we get to Nick. Yeah, if you want me to continue my, oh, I don't know if it's gonna be Nick or Christian. Uh, put like last week's episodes on loop because yeah. we're, we're we're in a new era. The winners that it lines have blurred. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, like 
other than other than Nick, like this episode had the most obvious would be Gabby and Christian. Obviously, they just flipped. Um, yeah, and they were vocalizing, and Angelina too. I mean, Angelina's a David now, mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> I guess that's all we need really for that theme. It's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. I think it's at this point just like gonna be mentioned near the end like <laughs> i think whenever there's an endurance challenge and it's like down to like christian versus kara jeff's gonna be like oh david versus goliath and then but no one will actually yeah. care if a david wins it'll be like and this was the slingshot or whatever but yeah i think yeah. that's that's about it yep next is yep. another perennial theme empathy versus looking out for yourself like we mentioned, we saw this with Allison, where um, once Alec is voted out, she's obviously very sad, but she still pulls aside Christian and Gabby and says, hey, I hated that I had to do that, but I want to work with you moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it obviously worked out. It's yeah. a positive. Um, in addition to that, we have a group of everybody except for Gabby and Allison and Kara agreeing, hey, we're going to leave Gabby out of the vote and vote out Allison. Christian hears this. Now he has the option away. Does he inform his friend or does he just look out for himself, have two easy boots in one, like two birds, one stone situation? Christian chooses empathy. Christian chooses helping his friend. Um, And I think that's something, again, is is that a benefit or not? We'll find out next week. Yeah. Um, you get the like raw empathy moment of Allison just like rushing over to Gabby when she falls. Like it's just Allison's thing is not looking out for yourself. It's very mm-hmm. much like how how can I make everyone else better in this game? Which I don't know. I'm I'm here for Allison, but <laughs> And in a weird way, um, call me out if I'm wrong, is Gabby... So I would say Allison is absolutely a voice of empathy consistently. She's way more one note than most of the other characters, but at the end of the day, her story is just empathy. And then we have looking out for yourself. Obviously, people like Angelina kind of fit in that, but has Gabby ever had an empathetic moment where she's caring for somebody else over herself? Um, in episode two, um, she notices that Jessica and B aren't super in, uh, including her in the plan. So Jessica's got to go. And she begs Christian to do it with her here. She's not included again. What does she do? She begs Christian to be with her. Um, when she's in trouble, she pulls people towards her and makes them act in her interest. I think she might be a voice completely of looking out for yourself. Yeah, because especially in episode two, I think the vote is supposed to be on Lyrsa, but Gabby's concern is not about saving Lyrsa. It's about, oh, I'm going to be next. And yeah. that's why the vote switches, not because she wants to save Lyrsa. I think here, it very much could be presented as Gabby saving Allison, but it's almost the opposite where the alliance is like, Gabby is so close to Allison that we can't tell her, but then. Gabby finds out about this and 
sees it as a bad thing for herself mm-hmm. more than Allison. And in addition I mean, to whether that, on Tiva, all Gabby talked about was herself. If we lose this challenge, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end, you can say she's the one who strikes up the bond between her and Allison. Mm-hmm. And, but I guess that is more her looking out for herself than like trying to save Allison because Allison's not going home first. It's Gabby. And to quote um, Gabby in that episode, she says something along the lines of, I need to make sure that um, right now I have a lot of hope that we can keep winning these challenges, but I need to make sure that I have more than hope because hope isn't a strategy. So I'm going to go talk to Allison. Um, that's yeah. looking up for Gabby. I think Gabby is the low-key voice of looking up for yourself, and so is Kara, I think. Oh, yeah. Kara, for sure. Um, even though she's expressing that like i'm close to alex so why is this happening um and i think it happens with allison too where carl is just like allison's gonna go next because she's a big threat and Carl's like i'm right here so but she's always looking out for herself and i mean plans come up that put her in an okay position but she's not actively seeking to save allison yeah i think carl might honestly be the mold of player of like Sandra, like the anyone, but like the car might be actually doing the anyone but me strategy. <laughs> I I almost think Kara maybe isn't as strategic as the edit provides, and I think so too. Just maybe her anyone but me strategy is not intentional. It's just the way things are playing out. But <laughs> no comment on my thoughts on Sandra Diaz. Fine. Uh, next up. <laughs> Uh, being so, I just added uh, our girls as underdogs and powerlessness as a um, being an underdog's quality while also being tied to knowledge as power. I just umbrellaed that all under being underestimated with Christian nicely summarized in this episode for us. Um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we're at a point now where there's four girls and four guys, so. I'm curious to see where it goes from here because I mean, the next time shows us Gabby wanting to get out Christian with, I think like Allison and Angelina. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see if something does come up. It seems so unlikely even just a few episodes ago, but now it feels way more likely. It depends on what Angelina's doing. If she sticks with the Davids, but I guess that is a sinking ship. So interesting to see yeah i really think that that group is gonna happen it makes so much sense there's been so much stock put into this girls as underdogs um even like angelina's commentary on mike being like okay if he thinks coming after christian's such a good idea then when i just came up with it last episode what happens when gabby pitches it to her now or angelina pitches it to gabby and gabby just says sure maybe this theme is a lot more of Angelina can't find her footing until she actually wants to work with girls. All of a sudden, the entire perspective on her game changes. Entire perspective of, or like entire layout of the entire game changes once Angelina actually decides to work with the three girls remaining, who seem like a unit at this point because they just yelled "bang" at uh, Carl. And even <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe that is the thing. Um, there still remains this undercurrent of. Angelina's really complex edit and 
we'll talk about that later, but that could be another point is that if she starts working with the actual girls instead of just a big alliance, it might mean better things for her game. Like I <laughs> want to say she's going to win, but like it's Angelina and it's really hard to say that at this point, but I yep. think we'll see where it goes. Uh, and spoiler alert for my winner contender list, it's three girls and one guy. <laughs> and, the, and it's three girls, two girls above everybody else, big um, jump, another girl, big jump, a guy. That's, Whoa, uh, wait. So I'm putting a lot of stock into this theme personally. Um, I'm surprised there's three. Like, whoa. We'll get there, though. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, and knowledge is power is obviously all over this season. Knowledge is more important than advantages. We have another idol found by a male. Um, so that wow. ticker is just pop- popping. And at this point, I don't think another idol is going to be found. So, or yeah, I mean, I think it just might be very much Angelina being like, lampooned we're like why can't girls find any idols and then girls proceed to find nothing however i think we could very much stay in an end game where it's all girls and i think that's the real twist of it all is that even though they had all these advantages and stuff there weren't any boys at the end and yeah knowledge was the true power truthfully if you look at any of the idols found this is something i was thinking about yesterday none of them have been edited very positively at all like like maybe christians was christians got christian got like a fun little finding moment davies was yeah he he ends up saving christian dan's were edited like nothing like kind of like a joke um next this episode was pretty soft like i feel like in general the idols feel less like like normally someone finds a like this is actually something like people were commenting positively about this season previously is normally someone finds an idol and then has this tender moment talking about how the idols, their key to winning the game that they've always wanted to win. And like something about their family, their kids are going to love their idol find or whatever. And this season's had a lot less of that than normal. It's a lot mm-hmm. more about the search. Um, most of Christian's content was about looking for the idol. Then he found it. It's like, I have an idol. Um, I think that's a very strong point. Like you do get a lot of that being like, this is how I'm going to win this game before they go on to, even if they don't win the game, they're in the end game. Um, But a lot of this has been absent of that. And oh, I had a lost my train of thought. Great. But it's just excellent for, I think the people who haven't found an idol, it's that. Yeah, like, honestly, the only one that looked like an, a genuine idol find, like, compared to other seasons, from, like, like, like the only one that looked like if Jeremy Collins found an idol was Davies in episode two. And other than that, basically, every other one's been, like, everybody's searching together. Look, Gabby's looking, look. Kara's looking, all this kind of thing, and then a guy finds it, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's almost every time. And yeah. I would almost say you could slot Davies in to fit with how his character is edited, or it's just this person of moments. 
big moments, mm-hmm. and that was a big moment, obviously. But and he obviously uses it success- successfully to save Christian. Maybe no other idols are played correctly in the season. And I, I think that was where I was going was that a lot of the idols have been built or advantages have been built as the stone that knocks out the Goliaths. But mm-hmm. now the Goliaths have been pretty much knocked out and tribal lines are blurred. So like those saying that they're going to do those things doesn't seem as strong as this is my key to winning the game. Yeah, it's almost a question of like, what's the use of a slingshot when there's not a Goliath to kill? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So that's for me why I'm putting so much stock in the knowledge is power over top of it. Um, and the only thing that had me a little worrying was that Christian was the one who got to talk about being underestimated in this episode. But I think that was supposed to be maybe a little like, I think we were supposed to be like, um, buddy, you're not underestimated at all. I think if you want a spoiler alert for my own winner picks, it's one person. (laughs) And I think it just seems so obvious to me. But if that one person is removed from the game, it is sort of these girls just filling in and like, it's one of them. Absolutely. So. And I, yeah, I think think that's honestly, those are the only two lists. I think I, I would be okay with being like, yes, I endorse either the list with one name who I'm pretty sure I know who it is. uh, One name being Christian or a list of a bunch of girls listed. Yeah. That's basically how I, somewhere in the mix, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I guess that's like, I'm trying to think like some, more things I was thinking about is so in episode, I think it's two when we get that girl Alliance thing made like that had no value on this game at all. None of those people ever talked ever again, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, Karin and Angelina are still randomly like around. Yeah, true. And, true. Like, but all the boys are gone. Natalia's gone. And like so, Allison's still there and Mike's still there and they weren't slotted in. So who knows? <laughs> That to me just means like, what does that mean? That means it was just a thematic story. You know, I mean, it's just like, look, girls are working together. And then Strike Force, again, completely irrelevant to every single vote of the entire game, matter yeah. in one episode. Um, I think, again, that's a kind of thing that's just thematic storytelling to show, look, look at these girls who are willing to play strategy. They're willing to cross the lines and no one else is. Um, to me, this is my take on Strike Force. I, I guess the only place to slot it in is here. Um, so Strike Force was comprised of uh, Gabby, the, Gabby the girl, Allison the girl, <laughs> um, and then four guys who, when they got other than Christian, four guys who, when they got power, chose to pagong. Like they said that they were willing to walk the walk, didn't. Instead, chose immediately to pagong when they got power. Nick's in that boat. Um, Mike's obviously in that boat. Alex in that boat. Gabby yeah. and Kara, or sorry, Gabby and Allison are the only people, honestly, even just Gabby. Gabby's the only person who seemed to actually put stock in breaking that down Christian too, obviously. And then we see that when they get power, they are willing to do the strike force thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the only reason strike force was shown was to show the hypocrisy of some people and the... Uh, as Gabby's parents said, uh, 
how some people talk about doing things and how some people actually do things and how Christian and Gabby are people who actually do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, especially because you have this weird six person Alliance where now I guess only one of them is gone, but they've been broken up for a while. So yeah, I think that's a good way to fit it in is that there was a lot of talking and not a lot of doing until this episode. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like whenever something's just edited so hard, but has no value, that usually just means they're trying to tell you something about the makeup of it or something. And to me, that's what it's saying is that look at these four hypocrites and then Christian and Gabby. Mm-hmm. I think otherwise in named alliances and things they're talking about, but not doing a lot with, uh, you have Nick's named alliances, which do you remember those? Remember he made an alliance with Christian called Mason Dixon and one with Mike called rock stars. Remember those? Uh, wait, sorry. What are those? Um, it's just, so... I think, I think it's just lining up for a Nick, uh, losing finalist really. Cause like, it just feels like, look at these things I did, but like they sound impressive, but they're not really that great. It's just attributing names to the factorial list of relationships everyone else has already. Yeah. I almost think we should almost lump this in with like, if, if that authenticity theme wasn't getting a little bloated, I would almost put this in here as a counter example. Maybe um, I'm fully expecting Maybe not even Final Tribal Council, but Nick's demise, whether that's at Final Tribal Council or before that, is going to be his named alliance is not valuing him as much as the genuine connections other people made. Mm-hmm. In episode one, Nick kind of brags about how easy it is to make connections. You just talk to them and then you tell them a story and then you name them. Whereas we see significantly more authentic relationships with Gabby Christian, et cetera. Um, Kara Alec even. But I think Nick's going to, at whatever point, whether it's a pitch to the jury being like, listen, I had so many alliances and Mason Dixon, Rockstars, Thoroughbreds. And then being like, you were like my fifth ally. like, <laughs> Or like it felt fake or something. Or if it's just he relies on them and they backstab him. Either one yeah. seems plausible to me but i think named alliances are next downfall yeah i think it also sets up for a like final four where either christian or mike wins that final tribal or final immunity challenge and he's like oh yeah we have our named alliance i'll get taken and then it doesn't and then nicks out at final four wow that makes a lot of sense and oh my goodness (laughs) I I don't know. I like to think more that Nick is a fi- losing finalist. It just feels right. I mean, you look at the edits of losing finalists and it fits in with Nick's edit. It's like but... almost exactly Ryan's edit. If you like look at the chart, it's like Ryan from Triple H. It's mm-hmm. almost literally the exact same peaks and valleys. Same like when he's CP... Nick, uh, Ryan is also CP. Like it's uh, <laughs> absurd, or even a Brad Culpepper. Like it's almost the same thing of the highly visible pre-merge, 
vanishes kind of during the merge, but not really. Like they're still there. They're still commenting. They're still doing strategic things, but they're just just a less crafted. Like yeah. it feels like here is this big character you need to know about for the finale. They're gonna be there for a bit while we do some other stuff in the merge. Yeah, exactly. Like even Ken, Ken and Millennials for Gen X, like it's it's the same. It's the same yeah. edit. Like, but I do think like obviously there's still a chance. I think that um, they could end up before that too. But basically, named alliances really flopped in this merge. Yep. <laughs> rip Mason Diction. Rip Thoroughbreds. Rip Rockstars. Rip Strike Force. Rip Brochachos. Yeah, they're all wow. dead. They all had terrible endings too. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them haven't ended, but it yeah. doesn't look great. Like, I mean, Christian just backstabbed Nick. Um, Mike also, I guess, backstabbed Nick. So, yeah, that's bad. We're on the way out, I think. I agree. Um, so, I guess that is the end of our theme slash story section. Uh, so now let's go break down the Calo Calo tribe, the merch tribe, with the greatest buffs of all time, by the way. <laughs> Uh, mine Did you get yours mail. yet? Oh, no, mine's in the mail. mail. Uh, Canada Post is uh, protesting. So, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> it's gonna be a while, but uh, so let's Come start to with the winners for your good international. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, let's start with Allison. Did you know that she loves her family? <laughs> oh God, that was the cringiest. Oh Lord. I love my family. Oh my god, I love my family. Like I get it. In the moment, you're just like, a letter from home. This is gonna be so good. And just stuff comes out of your mouth and like you forget that you're being on camera, I guess. And here we are. But even like as a person, like if like I hadn't seen my family in a long time, and then I like pulled out letters with like a bunch of my friends, and then someone yelled, "I love my family." I would make fun of them for that too. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like it honestly that moment kind like they easily could have cut that moment. Obviously, they kept it because it's hilarious. But I think it also (laughs) says like, well, Allison's a little unaware of how she comes off. Oh yeah, and just like. Maybe not on the same level of game as everyone else. Not saying she's, like, naive or dumb or anything, but she's just, like, playing a slightly different game than everyone else. And she's trying her hardest, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to me, like, so many things in this episode told me that Allison's making it really far, like, a lot farther than now, and is not winning. Like, (laughs) yeah. Just, I think she's a top candidate to be a losing finalist or even like fifth place. Yeah, she feels since we lost Carl, she feels like she could fit in one of those sixth, fifth place spots that they just have to go before the real drama of the final starts. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not too much to say about Allison. I mean, there's always inklings of, like, she did have, like, something in her pre-merge. Maybe they're doing something weird, but it feels very, very unlikely at this point. To me, I would put, like, this This is the girl who's not on my list. Um, <laughs> I still have her last, like, yeah, like, 
I maybe over Davy, maybe, but like literally, like for me, I feel like Allison's whole story, if you were gonna plot it, was is a little unaware of how she comes off. It's super empathetic, but um, how do you put it? It's like empathetic but condescending, kind of like. I feel like that's kind of summed up in the first episode where like that infamous moment between her and Jeff, where she's like, no, I'm a David. I worked really hard. And then Jeff's <laughs> like, your parents are doctors. And this guy uh, had an unemployed single mom. And you're saying that you're in the same tier. And she's yeah. like, like, I think her entire story is summarized in that moment. And, and the, Oh my God, my fail. I love my family. And in the, when she gets in a power position, she, place scared you know what i mean like when she's vulnerable she's talking about how she really cares so much and she needs to hustle and all that but then when she's in a power position she gets lazy again um mm-hmm. i think and that's she what she didn't do a lot of the hustling like she just sort of relied on christian and gabby and yeah so like she cried to them and was like please spare me. like she begged you know what i mean yeah. and then she got her way and I like I just feel like that's what it's telling us is like when she's on the bottom she'll work really hard and then she'll get to the top and not help the people that she needs to pull them up yep uh and that's the opposite of what a winner would look like I think like yeah selfish but empathetic is a strange um (laughs) like (laughs) uh sort of plot to be the winner and i do think i see the losing finalist thing a lot like i i could definitely see her just getting roasted at final travel council like that is a like i could just close my eyes and see it um so that's why i think it's a possibility and she looks so sad like i just i can picture it now she'd be mm-hmm. like but why and oh poor aunt but i worked Allison. so hard and they're like but sometimes working hard isn't what matters and she's like what <laughs> I feel like she still doesn't understand why she's the Goliath. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> medical school is really hard. <laughs> huh. You know, as opposed to someone who does understand their Goliath, Angelina Queen. Uh, I love her. Just yeah. I hate that there are some people who are like, gosh, I can't stand Angelina. I'm like, what are you watching for? Do you just want a chess game every week? Like like and I mean, every, in the chess game, I think Angelina's doing just fine. Thank you very much. I yeah, mean, she honestly, Gabby. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And there still is that, like, what's reasoning for what she's doing? Like, mm-hmm. everything is meticulously explained as to why Angelina does anything. And, like, she could just be, like, an oddball character who's, like, time to negotiate for some rice but she talks about why they need to and how she can do it and what she's gonna do and it doesn't come off the best no but all the reasoning is there for why and not only that but like in this episode the opening segment was basically everyone's so hungry and sad carl's talking about being super hungry uh davy's talking about super hung being super hungry and then Angelina comes up with a solution. Yeah, it's a goofy solution, and it's edited a little weird, but like the justification around the situation was also there. 
um in that way like angelina's edit is crafted um and if you just do a simple process of elimination she's number three on my winner contender list uh because at this point i think there is a world where she wins um because maybe this is just how you edit your character that you never thought would win um (laughs) i mean thinking about that a lot of people talk about how hungry they are but some people do and and i mean that's what angelina's been like angelina is not just cold she like wants a jacket and she (laughs) makes that known like well in episode two i believe uh angelina has a confessional where she talks about how she's so good at smooth talking she's so charming uh and how does she uh justify how charming she is she says when she goes to restaurants uh she's able to get deals and um free food uh (laughs) guess what just happened in this episode yeah she got pretty much free food like she wasn't winning that challenge yeah so i don't know she's i mean i in person really on my list but angelina's number two so i think this is the edit we'd get if angelina keely was our season 37 winner like i'm sorry but like this confessional of like i use the power of persuasion if i'm pulled over by a police officer for going a little too fast for getting discounts at restaurants whatever it may be like she just used her power of persuasion successfully and they justified it even though it was like to me there's no way you can edit that confessional that she gave uh, in a way that doesn't make her look like a little obnoxious. You know what I mean? Like she was like, it just, I- it just like continues the scenes of like Angelina. Yeah. She's doing something weird, but you can't edit it out of the episode. Yeah. Like you have to show why she does it. You have to justify why she's uh, standing there. And how she describes it to producers is she took introduction to persuasion or introduction to uh, um, (laughs) bartering or what's it called? Negotiation. Yeah. Introduction to negotiation. And then uh, she liked it. She she took advanced negotiation. (laughs) Oh man. You could put empowering music behind that and it's still hilarious. And like, yeah, that's why I think you kind of have to ignore what she's saying because she's clearly a character casting. And what happens when that person wins? Maybe it's this. But literally, it's like, okay, so you have this immunity challenge. It starts, Angelina's just standing in the grass over there. And you're like, why? (laughs) And so you have to put in something about the negotiation. But you don't want to just do that, like, at challenge. And so you go back and are like, have Angelina doing it. It all, like, fits in. Like, and it's weird and... I'm so here for the Angelina win. Yeah, that's the thing with Angelina is, like, you can literally, like, I I work as a video editor, and, like, I can literally see, like, the required explanations for all her moments. And (laughs) being put in, and, like, oh, well, if we do this, it makes her look really terrible, or this just makes her look mostly terrible. Like, you can can see the thought process behind a lot of this stuff, and that's why I feel like you have to have her as a as a maybe i think it's more likely she's a losing finalist but honestly for me i think i like that angelina and allison are right beside each other here alphabetically because i think allison is how angelina would a more cartoonish allison is how angelina would look if she lost 
but this might be more of what she looks like if Allison won. If that makes sense. I think they have the same problem where they're overbearing. <laughs> like, yeah. don't realize how they come off, but one of them is justified and one of them just yells, I love my family with no <laughs> point. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I think we have her till the end. I'm interested to see where it goes. I think this next episode could be a turning point for her, especially mm-hmm. if she does um, take up the opportunity to work with all those women, the ones she hasn't yeah. voted out yet. So, I mean, the real issue for Angelina, I think, is like one, the jury vote. I'm gonna, I have a hard time seeing her beating anyone, but at the same time, yeah. she might have like that Sandra upside of like, hey, Goliath, I was willing to work with you and you guys turned on me. Hey, David, I was willing to work with you, you turned on me. Um, <laughs> so she might have that upside where like she didn't really backstab anybody, but like I kind of can't, like, I the way I see her making the end is like I can't see Nick, Davy, Angelina making the end. But I could see Angelina Gabby Cara making the end, and I don't see how she wins in that group. Yeah, like those are two strong people who have played, I guess, more stock standard, reasonably strong games. Whereas mm-hmm. you have Angelina, who's just sort of all over the place. She's done all these weird, goofy things, um, been shown as a jury manager, and yeah, it's hard to drum up the votes for her anywhere, but. I don't know. If this was a final two season, I would think it would be way easier for me to really seriously consider Angelina. But a final three just makes it so hard for people like this that do turn people off because there's going to be two options. Like, if it's like someone they don't like versus Angelina, she can win. But I feel like it's going to be really hard to draw up two people that would be a hateful alternative to Angelina. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, that's Angelina. On to Christian. I feel like I you think, should talk about Christian. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you talk about Gabby first. If I mean, what I have to say about Christian is it's just, if Christian is winning, this is the Christian winner edit. Um, like, I know we said that for Angelina just, like, minutes ago. But, like, the way they've just shown Christian scenes, like, with the idol search or how he is in the immunity challenge, I think it all just pieces together really well that Christian would be winning this season. And it's hard to think of what barriers will stop him. Um I, I think if Gabby doesn't get him out next episode, he has it in the bag. Like, I don't see what could stop him. See, I I agree with everything you said. <laughs> and yet he's barely on my list. Um, for me, it's just like, I finally see where he's going to get voted out and it makes sense. Um, I think the theme of knowledge is more important than the idol is, uh, really bad for him. Um, especially cause it's tied to females. And I really do think that next episode is going to be Christian leaving. Um, that said, if he survives, I think he might be right. That said, he's burned so many people. 
maybe he's less of a threat than he thinks he is. Um, and also it's never good when someone like, like this is the same confessional David Wright got at the final six where like Christian talking about Alec, where he's like, I'm in the business of keeping threats around because one day if I vote out the threats, I'm going to be the only threat left. That's the exact confessional. Basically David Wright got talking about Jay in the final six. He votes out Jay. Jay and Alec are basically the same archetype too. Christian and David Wright, basically the same archetype as well. Um, and what happened to David? He was voted out when he was the only threat left. Um, I feel like it, it's not good when you foreshadow your own demise. And I think Christian did that in this episode. Um, and in addition to that, I just think it's the worst story if he wins. Like, And I guess I have some optimism of the season that it wouldn't just be, look, this is the guy everyone loves. And like, even like I was looking back at JT and token Cheaton's content. He was not nearly this positive. Hmm. How, how would you tell the season, I guess so far differently if Christian is our winner? (sighs) That's, that is a good question because everyone does (laughs) seem to love Christian. Everyone does seem, um, I think not even that. I think from what we've seen, you're sacrificing some like really great just TV. And that's true. I think they have done some things where this like merge has felt a little under edited for Christian, where he's not getting strategic content. Yep. But I guess when I think about it, that takes me back to Wendell, who, when we were talking about it, Wendell would have some times where he just wasn't in there at all. And I'm like, how is this person winning this game if? They're not getting any like strategic content here. Mm-hmm. And I think it relates back. I think when you have such a strong, interesting character like this, maybe the only option is to just pull out all the stops, give them every character moment they deserve and let it happen. And I'm glad if this is his winner at it, at least they're doing things with other characters really Mm -hmm. well because they could just make this the Christian show. And yeah, like, I guess the thing is, is like if they're pitching Christian as the winner, I guess my biggest issue is that he really has done nothing strategic. Um, but he's been bit like billed as a strategic threat, but all strategy, basically, if you look at what actually happens and how it's edited is it's Gabby doing it. Um, I think that's the single the single biggest problem, I think, for me. And actually, this is my biggest problem with Dominic last season was, yeah, Dominic's edit is great, but Wendell's edit wouldn't be Wendell's edit if Dominic won. I don't think Gabby's edit would be Gabby's edit if Christian won. I think that's the crux of it, is that I think Gabby could very much have this edit if Christian won. And I think that's the big thing separating any Gabby supporter from any Christian supporter is people who see Gabby's edit, like see it, like they are like into it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We don't know what the result of the season is going to be. I think there's merit there, but Mm -hmm. I think just the way you're looking at the season either sends you down this path where Gabby has this wonderfully constructed edit that, is leading to like Christian's downfall and her win, or it's either this season was made for Christian. And that's true. Like that's, that's why I said, like, I think you can look at it like two winner contenders lists. I, I see as 
one that I would sign off on. And it's either the one where it's Christian black bars all the way down because everyone else is at like 1% yeah. or the one where it's Gabby Cara, <laughs> like Angelina Christian as like a backup. Um, I'm on the second camp because just like last season, basically the defining thing for me is one. I think Gabby gets all the strategic content. Christian gets all the social content. Um, and then we have that wonderful confessional of Christian being like, when I'm at my highs, Gabby's at her lows. When I, I'm at my lows, Gabby's at her highs. I think that's a nice um, emblematic way to symbolize Gab- Gabby's strategic I am social. Um, in Ghost Island, in the premiere, the thing that I basically hung on to the entire season was Wendell went to Dominic, who was in trouble. Dominic needed a help, helping hand. Wendell was the one who saved Dominic in the first episode. He was the one who initiated that. He was established as the alpha. I Even though the rest of the season told us that Dominic was the alpha, the premiere told us that Wendell was the alpha. And the premiere of David versus Goliath, Gabby goes to Christian and says, I really want to work with him because I'm a technical writer. And that makes me a little bit of a nerd whisperer. I love nerds. I can't wait to work with him. And Christian's the reflective one. Hmm. Um, that to me would be in reverse if Christian won and Gabby lost. Um, so many times the stories about how people underestimate Gabby, she literally proves them wrong in the episode. Most of the negativity that she's gotten has been completely justified and explained away either by someone like Nick lying about her or her proving them wrong by voting them out in that episode. Um, like that's the thing for me is I can't talk about Christian without talking about Gabby because one, they're so obviously intertwined. But I just think, I think Gabby still gets a good edit if Christian wins. But it's probably not this one. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel like wherever Gabby ends up, like, this just feels right. Like, right in ways that aren't winners at it, I guess. Um, it's showcasing her character really well, but I don't know. I guess another thing I see with people who are more on the Christian side is that they don't see this humongous link between Christian and Gabby. I mean, obviously, they're like the tightest pair of the season, but not like it's not shown that way necessarily. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's, like, to me, the complex duo of the entire season is Christian Gabby. Yeah, and, for sure. And second is probably Christian Nick. But, um, actually, maybe Cara Dan. Yeah, who knows what Nick is doing at this point. Um, But... Um. That's the thing, is, like, I can see Christian win, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, during that family visit, or family letters moment... <laughs> when he was just talking, like when he narrated the family letters, I was like, Oh, like I kind of groaned to myself and was like, Oh, Christian's winning. Um, that said, I think think it goes the other way too. Like when Gabby's talking about being a technical writer, this episode, I was like, Oh, this is her. This is why she's winning. So like, I think for neither of us, the other one is off the board, but no, 
I don't know, predominantly I'm always drawn back to Christian, whereas... Yeah, I think there's two timelines, and I think we're just both on different ones. Yep. One thing I want to say about Christian that's just specifically anti-Christian is I still think he's... <laughs> I still think Golden Boy Joe, Joe, Joe Anglin when I see him. And the most um, obvious moment of that is when he's like... That confessional I mentioned earlier where he's like, I came out here and my dad said, do three things. Make Jeff Probst laugh, make some friends, find an idol, and I did all three. Um, that, to me, could be the end of Christian story. I I remember you saying that, though, when he said he was a Goliath, though. I know. And I know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that is a point to be made, though. It's not the greatest when someone is like, here are the things I wanted to do, and now I've done them, and yeah. my story is done. And I don't know. We'll see. Um, is that all we have to say about Christian for now? Uh, yeah. And if anything else comes up, I'm sure we can talk about it in the Gabby segment. Yeah. Should we have like a brief intermission, AKA Davey? <laughs> yeah. So Davey is amazing. And I love this guy and he is 100% like I'm standing by this, uh, that every season, whenever there's like the big, um, like alpha, super entertaining person, who wins like Jeremy, Tony and people like, well, they'd always be edited this way. So how can you ever predict them winning? (laughs) Oh, this is what they look like when they don't win. Ah, yeah. Like this is Tony. If he doesn't win. These weren't the greatest episodes for Davey, just in general, like just in the background, like not good looks, like lumped in with Carl when he was drunk and, Mm -hmm. Not good. But yeah, I see that point where like Davey has the capacity to be a really big character, but they're not they're not reining it in the same way. I think Yeah, he has no story. Those. Yeah. Like at like, all. <laughs> I don't know. It almost feels like let's try a really stretchy metaphor. If you had like a pitcher of water and you just poured it on the ground it would go everywhere and that's what Davy is but if you like made a channel for it and it like flowed down that like yeah it'll be moving fast and a little randomly but it would be going somewhere and that's like your tony's and your jeremy's and yeah because like characters. like crazy people in quotation marks win survivor all the time like jeremy tony uh even even though, like, like, even make the end and have a story like Russell, like that happens. Yeah. Like, there's a way to tell that story, <laughs> and it involves a lot of being like Russell and Natalie are super tight. Um, Tony and Wu are super tight. Tony and Cass have a relationship. Uh, Jeremy and Spencer and Tasha and like, it, it's all about the relationships and being like, because ultimately they're told like, like we're told by Jeremy, I'm willing to do anything for my people that's what uh it's all about the meat shields he has some sort of defining uh story davy's just out here doing these big moves with no context he just plays an idol and christian who he's never talked to in the episodes before it's like (laughs) (laughs) and then vanishing and i think davy's a good contender for our next boot i feel like that also makes it a little more clear why they're not linking him to nick because that's why nick doesn't play his idol on him even though they're both in the minority. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think eight's a good number just to go with the flow, and the flow is 
to just get out Carl's right hand man. And I agree. And I think Davy's probably more of a threat on the island than what he's being edited as. Like, yeah. And then they'll just want to explain, like they'll be able to just like they explain Carl being the Godfather or whatever. Um, I think Carl honestly was Davy's meat shield um, that he was using, and we just didn't really get to see that because again, Davy's not winning and has no story, and isn't even probably going to make it far. Um, yeah. So I do feel bad for him. Like I actually. Maybe this is a hot take. I think Davy's a top candidate to come back. Hmm. Because they clearly love him. They clearly see his potential. They put him in when they have to, but he's just not relevant to the end game. And this is, I think, what happens when an amazing character just wallows in like eighth place. I don't know. It feels right now, especially that we're in the moment that David versus Goliath is just going to be laden with people that need to come back. So. Yep. If you asked me to list them out, Davy would be lower, and that might be because of his winner edit taking a dive, and he's not, like, the best character otherwise, but I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, for me, I put it, like, literally, like, Christian, number one, Kara, Gabby, number two, tier. Get Davy right there with them. Like I, I think Gabby and Davy are roughly equal to come back. I would say Dan's up there. Nick is up oh, yeah, there. True. True. Yeah, Nick too. Alec maybe. I don't. Know. I would love that. Alec's my pick to come back, but I think I think <laughs> Davy just seems like the kind of person they would bring back. Um, and like also honestly, it probably helps a lot that he's a highly strategic, super charismatic, very fun blackmail. I think that also puts him really high up on the list too. True. Uh, and I would be all here for it because I think Davey showed that he's an exceptional player. And here's my take. Yeah. If Davey comes back, he's winning the game. Mm, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else about Davey? Um, the thing is, like, we've been in this spot with him for a while where he could literally leave any episode. Some people can't leave any episode. That's bad for Davey. Yeah. Like, I guess we should have called that he was going to outlive Carl. So, I guess he did have some plot armor, but... Eh. Not much. I think when we're seeing how things shook out last week and where it could have been anyone in this two... two episodes, we weren't so concerned with whether Carl or Davey would go first. I know, I thought it was just maybe going to be both of them, and... See, I thought it was going to be a Goliath and Carl or Davy. So, wow, you're correct. <laughs> but I think we both said that on last week's next boot. I don't remember. That was too long ago. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, on to Gabby. So, on to Gabby. So, I think I'm finally confident in Gabby's winning this game. I think she's going to slit Christian's throat next week. She's going to unite this girl alliance. And I think we're going to have an all girl final four. Maybe next there somehow. I don't know. Um, my take next week. What happens? We get the follow up from episode three. Gabby goes to Christian or Gabby goes after Christian. She gets people on board. Nick finds out. Nick warns Christian. Christian goes to Gabby and is like, Gabby, are you targeting me? She says, no. Christian believes Gabby over Nick. Saddest backstab ever. 
that's my favorite fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's absolutely like if Gabby gets Christian out, like Gabby's winning this game. Like that's the way I see it. Like I know I have Angelina second right now, but I think if that next episode plays out that way, like yeah, it's Gabby's game to lose. Like I think to have someone who is shown as so close to Christian being the one to take him out after so many tries by other people, I think you got it. That's, that's the game. Like literally, I think next episode, I mean, we're in this third last episode, obviously (laughs) it should become relatively clear at some point who's going to win. And for me, I guess it's in my mind, it's been pretty clear for a while, but uh, I've not been super confident on it. And I just think it makes so much sense Um, because Nick, Gabby, Christian, that fallout still needs to pay off. Like that is a, like that is a fully loaded shotgun that has just been irrelevant for five episodes for like 15 episodes or whatever, or eight episodes. (laughs) I can't add. I think Um, you got there. It's eight. Eight is the correct number. Um, Like that scene was hyped so much that rivalry between Nick and Gabby, Nick being willing to throw her under the bus and Christian not being super willing to. I think what we'll see is Christian knows that Nick's lied about Gabby before. Uh, He trusts Gabby so much. Nick tells him to play the idol and he doesn't. And bye bye Christian. Hmm. Or even maybe even wilder conspiracy. Christian does idol, Davy goes home, and then they just vote at Christian the following episode. Oh, so now you're saying if Christian doesn't go, it could still mean Gabby's winning. I see how it is. I think, okay, basically, no, I think, I... <laughs> is that clear? So, like, what I mean is yeah, either yeah. Gabby and the girls vote out Christian, and Gabby convinces Christian they're voting Davy or Nick or whatever, and Christian just goes home, and Christian votes for Nick, yeah. probably. Or, uh, which I think makes the most sense, or they still do that. Gabby still convinces Christian to vote Nick or Davy or whatever. But Christian does sense something wrong, plays the idol. But then he's still in a not advantageous position. And the final seven, where they then just vote him out with defenseless. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's fine. Like... As long as Gabby takes out Christian, like Gabby's winning this game. Yeah. Which I know we are three episodes from the end. So it's like to make these big old like sweeping, like it doesn't sound impressive. Like several times I've wanted to be like, I guess I won't have Christian as a winner contender if he goes home, which is like stupid, but it feels like so like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Yeah, for me, like, as long as next week Gabby pulls the wool over Christian's eyes in a major way, she's winning. I think the hardest thing is if Christian somehow goes without Gabby's influence. Yes. It's like, well, what's happening? Yeah, that, that, that I don't know. That's Carl win. That's a Carl win. Mm, Angelina um, win. I don't know. And other the good things for Gabby are... So... um. I this is a stolen take completely. Um, this is somebody from Unspoiled's uh, take that I hope I didn't lose the post. 
Oh my goodness, I lost the post. Uh, so, oh wait, no, I got it, I got it. Okay, got so. It. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't, whatever. We're fine, I'm just gonna. I can summarize it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna summarize it because you're antiness. Um, <laughs> okay, so basically in multiple seasons, uh, Jeff Probst does his introduction thing where he's like, uh, only 39 people, one survivor, uh, whatever that, whatever that commentary is right yeah, before the sure. Um, so there's been a, like three seasons where he has been interrupted in that speech with a confessional. Uh, one was worlds apart where Rodney got a confessional talking about how everyone thinks he's going to be, um, some weak meat, but instead he's filet mignon and he's going to beat these challenges. Um, in Game Changers, Brad Culpepper got to interrupt Jeff Probst and say, um, you know, you got to play big or go home. Uh, it's all about the big moves that no one's going to expect. And then in this season, we got Pat saying, and I quote, I'm a firm believer that you don't judge a book by its cover because tiny little snakes you look and see, oh, look at that little snake. Little do you know, he's got the best bite in the bunch. Um, to me, and okay, so basically this person's point was, in these three examples, which again take it two, two basically two examples um, is a small sample size, but in those, that quote was the summary of the winner story, and obviously in Worlds Apart, uh, Mike pro- the blue collar proves everybody wrong by winning all the immunity challenges. Sarah proves everyone wrong by doing crazy big moves that no one's going to expect, and this one. I think it's the story of somebody that everyone underestimates perhaps that everyone thinks is uh, hysterical um, and too emotional who has the biggest bite. And I think that's a summary of Gabby. I think it fits with Gabby. Now I will add this posting question does also say this could also apply to Christian himself. I think yes. I think that's honestly a hotter take. Like Christian, the edit so far has shown him as surpassing all David's like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he said he's a Goliath, so he's not the little snake by any means anymore. Um I think a more interesting interpretation of this is if you apply it to Angelina, who I think literally after she was blindsided at either the merge or the 12th uh, final 12 terrible council, someone calls her defanged. So Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting perspective. I would almost say though, if this is applicable, I think Gabby probably is the little snake. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Consistently been shown as like underestimated and like, not someone people are seriously considering. So, yeah. And uh, I want to say that, like, if Gabby wins, like, as far as I, me not seeing it, like, I still think that's a really great story for the season. Yes. I will love it. Like, I'm so here for it, but... For I, me, Gabby Wynn puts this as the best season of all time. For me, because I think it's the most nuanced winner story that we've ever seen. Oh, and that's my biggest problem with her is like, is it too nuanced for the American public? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think 
I'm usually one who's like, the end result isn't going to mar the rest of the season for me. I always say when we're talking that like tribal councils in each individual episode can't like affect the rest of the episode as I enjoyed it. I but I think part of me would be disappointed that I didn't cotton on to this and was a staunch anti-Gabby person every week in a recorded format on this. <laughs> so, but but I would still very much like it and I like the season and all that. So, yeah, I think as far as this post goes, I think Gabby is probably the best contender for that mm-hmm. sort of explanation. The one, I guess, flip side to that, just to talk about Christian quickly, is he did in this con- in this episode had a confessional talking about how to play the game. He needs to play the game with no remorse and do moves that are uh, without d- whatever that line was. You know what I mean? Like he was like, you need to be able to cut people in a way that's brutal and real. And maybe, maybe it's actually reversed. Maybe Christian's going to come after Gabby. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the same way. It's like if yeah. Christian comes after Gabby and it's well explained, I think, I think if Gabby goes and Christian's not a big part of it, which it's hard not to be a big part of a vote at final eight onward. Mm-hmm. But I think if he's like, out of the loop, almost in a like Cara Natalia way. I think that really makes me think and shakes things up, but I don't know. It's going to be agree. interesting. So and, I guess. Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, you go. Well, we do have a listener question about Gabby um, from Deborah sent via email on our contact page. She says, if you still think Gabby has a shot, or even if not, could you discuss how she is or was a contender, even with all the crying? I'm no edgic expert, but I've seen every episode of Survivor, and I just can't get past the crying. I don't falter for crying. I would cry every day if I was out there. Like, same, honestly. But I just thought that it would hide it from us if she was the winner. I'm enjoying the analysis each week. Thanks, Deborah. I guess from um, me... I would say, I don't think you could possibly hide the crying from Gabby. Um, One, she's been openly crying in multiple tribal councils, uh, where she's a key member of that tribal council. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition, I think all of her crying has been shown as justified and not necessarily a weakness. I think part of Gabby's story is, I mean, she narrated in this episode, she's seen as this hysterical person and that because of that hysterical crying person and that because of that, she can't think on her own. And then she proves them wrong. And I think that's the thing is it is a nuanced story. It's a story of, and like Christian backs her up too, right? Like, like never once is she crying just for no reason, being over the top emotional. It's like she's reacting correctly to the view, crying, getting over it, and still being able to think with a level head. Yeah, I think... If you believe in the Gabby winner edit, like the crying is part and parcel of it. Like it's an important part of it. Like it's almost like the same way Angelina, all of her moments have to be included. There's enough Gabby moments that involve crying that have to be included that it would be weird if you just like showed her as like a weirdly stoic person outside of it. So I think all the crying outside of those moments helps rather than hurts. It's strange because it's like, why is someone crying so much? Like, it's just, 
take bets on when Gabby's going to start crying in the episode. Um, but I think it's okay for it to be included as far as our yeah. winner edit goes. And in a weird I, way, maybe this is a very strange example, but a lot of people attribute uh, JT being underestimated to like the Texas accent or whatever. Um in a weird way, I think Gabby crying is a way that people underestimate her both on the season and at home. Uh, I don't think that crying is a disqualifying thing, especially in a season with we just went through the stories. So many of these are about like like the whole authenticity being important. Well, authentic people cry, right? Like when yeah. things really break down, authentic people cry. Uh, turning your strengths into advantages. Is there any better example of her like breaking down, getting Allison on her side because of how how raw she, raw and emotional she was. Uh, that's another checkbox there. Um, whatever the David with a Goliath one's meaningless. She's while she's crying and she builds empathy with other people by crying with Christian with Allison. People want to hug her and care for her. She never stops thinking about herself, even in those crying moments. Mm-hmm. When she's crying to Christian. In uh, episode two, why is that? It's because she wants Jessica out so bad because she doesn't want to be next. Um, I think the season's been telling us so many different things about being underestimated, about how emotions aren't weakness, how uh, you can be strong and crying at the same time. And I think all of that, if you just plopped Gabby into another season, I agree it could be disqualifying. But I feel like there's been so many justifications of this kind of thing that it's either they just really like Gabby and want to make sure that she's reinforced or that she's winning and you just can't avoid it. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the perfect season for someone who cries so much to be shown as a winner. I think I looking at my edge chart, I'm like, wow, there's so many more like OTTPs than usual. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like those have sort of fallen out, but like, that makes sense. You have all these people, I mean, the first episode, you have that suite of Jessica, B, and Nick all, like, telling really emotional stories. Um, throughout the season, you have Elizabeth crying. You have Angelina crying. This episode, you have Alec crying. You have Carl crying. You have mm-hmm. Allison crying. Like, and it's all shown as very, like, heartfelt, like, good, like, emotional moments. Yeah. I think it really fits in. If Gabby's crying and... In this particular case, I think that really works in her favor. And I mean, like, I'm sorry, but uh, Cambodia, Jeremy, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure somebody out there could make a graphic or like a video of Gabby crying and Jeremy crying and who cried more. <laughs> um, and I, I bet they're roughly even. Uh, Jeremy cried on like almost every confessional in Cambodia. I, I don't think it's actually that disqualifying. I, I think it's a it's a new iteration for a female to be edited in a way that's powerful enough that they're crying and also strategic. But I think that's the new thing. But I think guy winners have cried all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, yeah, in the end, I think it's weird to see. We have not seen someone with this content be, I guess maybe like a Don. Maybe I don't have the best memory of Karamoan, but was Don 
as weepy consistent. Don was as Don was more weepy actually. I think. Mm-hmm. But I, which it's, is it's the a, worst part for Gabby, definitely. I think it's just different stories, though. I agree. Like Gabby's not um, Gabby's not backstabbing people really, and like making them feel that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think the jury, like you could tell that the jury's poisoned against Don from the way they reacted when they were voted out. I don't think, I don't think that's being held against Gabby. Yeah, so. I think you're right. And I think it's just different people on the season. Like we said, they're all taking their eliminations. Well, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think it's something we haven't seen before. And yeah, it's hard to reconcile, I guess, but it makes sense. And I don't know. I'm here for it. Like, team destigmatize crying. Like, that's just a thing people do. People are emotional. And, like, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, if I were out there, I'd be crying, like, all the time. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm glad it's here. So, whether or not she's winning, like, great portrayal. Like, true, honest, mm-hmm. great. And thank you again. Honestly, yeah, thank you for your question. Yeah. I do think that, um, in addition to like that nuanced story thing, that's kind of what I was trying to get at is um, like the biggest thing holding her back against her is like, we mentioned all these things that reinforce it, that uh, show that being crying is, can have its benefits that uh, she can like Christian, but still recognize she wants them out, all that kind of stuff. Um, the, for me, the biggest thing is like, is that just too much for the casual audience to obtain and still be okay with Gabby not hate her for just being like the crying girl. Like that to me is basically the biggest check mark against Gabby is like, do they have enough faith in their audience that they can take in that thought process? I think, I don't know. We obviously look at it from such a like point of view or looking at every little thing. And like, I think the casual audience or like just people watching it, like, yeah, they're going to be disappointed maybe with this, but they're also, there are people out there who are disappointed with like your big over the top characters like Tony, like, or like just, I mean, everyone has their detractors, like Michelle winning, like how she was presented. I think, I think this fits in with that. I mean, people are going to be like, wow, she just cried all the time. What a terrible winner. But I, I also too. think a lot of people are going to be like, this is a good character and I, I like her a lot. Like, she did a lot I of great I think she's going to so. be, like, when you look at, like, lists online, I think she's, if she is the winner, which I, I really hope she is, in this world where she is the winner, uh, I think she's going to be topping a lot of best winner ever categories and being, like, down with Fabio in a lot of them. Uh, hers is a really hard, like, game to think about. Like, in terms of where she fits in. I can't really see her topping people's lists. Like, she's number one on my list, Shiv. Can you imagine this girl next to Kim? Like, what? I mean, great character-wise, but it's hard to... Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I guess, speaking of another girl who I think shows that the Survivor editors are willing to show in a much more, new, like, much more developed and complex way is Kara. Yeah, like pretty good episodes for Kara. I don't know. I've definitely fallen off the Kara train like almost completely at this point. Like more than I anything I, I see, 
I see things that aren't great for Kara rather than good things. Like, obviously, she got some really good confessionals where she was like, why am I here, like, when these people are talking about my allies being voted out? But... That's it. <laughs> I, I think a point we haven't touched on yet is tribal council questions for Kara. Um, she tells zero, right? No, she did get one during the second tribal council. Right, real estate. Yeah. <laughs> but usually winners get one within their first three that they've mm-hmm. been to. Kara's now been to one, two, seven, eight. And she just got one on the last one. So she's not an important figure at tribal council. And that's such a, that's one of those things. It's just how like editors aren't thinking about how they're going to give Christian CPP. It's just like, what fits into the story? Maybe mm-hmm. all Kara's questions are duds. Maybe she's a terrible question answerer. I mean, that real estate answer was garbage. I'm not gonna lie. I I was sitting with my friend watching the episode, and I'm like, I please hope, please, if we she lasts longer, please no more as a real estate agent. <laughs> like anything. But I think if you're seeing Kara as a potential winner, I think that Edit has done a good job of making her matter without. Being like, here's her answering a question at Tribal Council. Look how much Kara matters. Mm-hmm. I think it's a stat you can look at real easily and be like, oh, this is a winner indicator. But I don't think it's... I think there will come the day where it is overturned. I agree. And that day's probably sooner than other standards of EDGIC, whatever they may be. Do I think it's going to happen with Kara? No. I think there's just weird things going on and it doesn't make sense. And I'm with you there. Um, this is maybe a hot take, but I really hope Kara doesn't win. And it shows that they were just willing to edit a pretty girl who didn't have a huge influence on the game in a way that showed that she was actually thinking about the game. Um, I think that would be really great because I think it would Kara not winning would have a lot of positives in future seasons, I think. Um, And like, for me, I just feel like one, her winner story would be really hard to show. Like it just be like, I'm with Dan, I'm with Dan. And then she doesn't get the recovery episode after talking about like how sad she is to not have Dan anymore, or even how happy she is to not have Dan anymore. That just vanished. I think that's really bad for her actual winner chances. I think for sure. Everywhere I look, she's the top candidate from everybody. It seems and I really think it is because it's the Michelle Fitzgerald thing of like you said, like she's mattering without actually mattering. Um, and I hope we can get one of those people who doesn't win so that it isn't just like that. Um, yeah, I think we've said that Kara could be a Devin and it, that feels so spot on. I know we were talking about how Nick is going to lose the fire make challenge, but it just like almost it feels like Kara's gameplay or good gameplay is mostly incidental, but they're always trying to make it as though it's very intentional and Kara is doing things and mm-hmm. look at her go. And while I don't know, it's because it's not if that's not the case, like it's kind of weird that they're devoting all this time to it. But on the other hand, it's great that they're doing this as a way of sort of 
misdirection. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, like this episode is a great example of that. Like you said, like we get a confessional for being like, I can't believe that they're just talking about uh, Alec in front of me. Like, don't they know we're close? And then no further commentary on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Like later, Alex, like, can we do Carl? And then Carl's like, I don't see why not. But it's not Carl proactively trying to save him. It's her being like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And that's it. And to me, I just don't think that's what we would be shown from that scene if it was the winner. But it is, I think, what we would be shown if it's something that they're trying to make her a captivating character um, who is strategic, who is like the pretty girl, but is also strategic thinking about the game, thinking about her relationships in a nuanced way. And honestly, she's a really great confessionalist, like really, really great confessionalist. Like, like I mentioned earlier, like that drunk on power, drunk on alcohol confessional is really good. Um, She brings up the charm thing all the time. Like she's just, she's just like an engaging person. Yeah. And I personally see why she gets this edit when she doesn't win. Mm hmm. I totally agree with that. Like, even if it is all incidental and Carl actually doesn't have them as agency, it's great to show her as a character because, yeah, she looks like that pretty blonde girl. At the beginning of the season, we were like, what a dud. Like, this girl's not going to do anything. And, like, regardless of whether she wins or not, the edit has shown us that, like, Kara is an interesting person and, like, is, is like, out there doing something. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like, honestly, like this is the kind of edit I wish existed. Like this almost seems like a reaction to Michelle. Like people, I think you're seeing like the same level of support for Kara that you were for Michelle. I think from like average, like people who are into edgic, but not really like not super into edgic. Um, Because like, I think it is the same formula of like pretty girl who is it doesn't have a huge strategic impact getting strategic content that doesn't make sense. But I think cars doesn't feel forced. Like cars feels like they want to give her content because she's kind of an engaging person. And like, to me, it, I guess I just hope this isn't the winner story where it's like, Oh, this isn't the story. If they're like, Oh, we had no content to pull. So we just kind of threw her in random moments. Um, that would be upsetting. I think it's much better if it's just like, they did this on their own volition. Uh, they thought she would be a captivating decoy um, and just a fun person to watch. And I think that's personally, that's the universe I think is the real one. I wonder, I guess I don't know how much the editing team stay the same from season to season, but if you have ghost Island where you have two people in the final six, you have Sebastian who doesn't talk game on the Island. You have Angela who probably doesn't talk it very well. <laughs> And, like, so you under-edit those people, but they're in the final six, and it, like, people notice it, and they're like, the season is not great because of these things. I think if you have Kara, who's not, like, a big player season-wise, but is giving good content, you do want to showcase that and be like, look, we can make everybody look good. They just have to be, like, doing things that Mm -hmm. would provide a good look for them. And I think that might be what they're basking in. That might be a stretchy theory, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I, I just don't see like, 
I think, unfortunately, a lot of the support of Kara seems very like, well, why would she ever get this content? And it's like, I think it's a little d- demeaning to Kara, who mm-hmm. honestly, for all intents and purposes, is playing a really good, like, under the radar, behind the scenes game. No one's coming after her. Like, her name seems to have never come up. She seems to have a decent enough social game with people. That's hard to show. But they let her comment on it. They let her comment on strategy when she has something to say. Um, but again, like after Dan left, she doesn't have a story. She didn't get a third act. I don't see a huge difference between her and Davy, other than yeah, that she's a girl. And people, no one's considering Davy, but everyone is on Kara. And I think it's because they're like, oh, why would a pretty girl get content? And I think that's unfair to Kara. I was going to say, like, if you look at it, the only person who hasn't been targeted or, like, been the implied person going home is Kara. Like, Gabby, right? Oh, no. Okay. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, Gabby was going on Tiva. Like, at that, it told us one thing. Um, But, and I guess you could maybe say there was a bit of Vuku where Kara was in danger, but they really went to lengths to show that Vuku was a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, everyone else, has had their like moment as a target. Like I don't think Kara's got any votes. Um, and so yeah, she's playing a really good game. She wasn't considered at all during these two episodes, but I don't know. They're just showing really great content. I think. Yeah, and I think she makes it far. Like I, I honestly think she's fourth or second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- she could be a great losing finalist. Yeah, like I think this might be the captivating losing finalist. Um, and that said, I do hope that this isn't the winner story because I think they could have done better if this is her winner story. Yeah, there's gaps like you mentioned. I didn't even think of it because that's just how far off the radar Kara is for me. But like, she got nothing in response to Dan leaving. Like, yeah. it was all about Angelina being like, "I am angry. You guys voted me, so I'm flipping." Not Kara saying a word about. <laughs> And then she's like, I'm close with Alec now. And so... Yeah, like, that's a terrible thing. Like, I don't think we ever saw her talking to Alec before. Yeah. Like... So, yeah, now now I'm like, not only if Kara wins, is it disappointing? It's, like, actively bad. Because what are you doing with this character? Yeah, because that just means from in the future, anytime they develop a pretty girl who's a little quieter, that they're winning. And... I think that's a terrible precedent, and I think it's a really good precedent if it's just she's a fun character that they chose to highlight. Because I think she is. I I find her very, like, the actual word she says. Like, she is, I would say she's probably a very good writer. Um, I was just reading back on a lot of her confessionals, and, like, like, she says the good words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any specific examples, but I'm inclined to agree. I feel like every time she does present a confessional, she's very articulate and she gets her point across. And like even Christian, as charming as he is, stumbles over things and is a little scattershot. But Kara is very on point and articulate and still entertaining. It's not like 100% game bot. It's like, what's going on? This is where I stand, etc. Mm hmm. So I guess that's probably good for Kara. Yeah, we've talked a lot about <laughs> someone we're pretty low on, but yeah, I, I good, honestly good flesh out. Coming into this, I had her as number two, and I think I've changed my mindset. But 
You're cool, Kara. Next up, Mike. Um, I feel okay if Mike, why ever listens to this podcast, like. I'm sorry that I just like constant like you're there because I feel like he's an interesting character that I've never once like put in the spotlight really. Yeah. Like, and I mean, part of that is the fault of the edit. Like it's just continuously like putting Mike in a place. Like it just doesn't feel <laughs> in a weird way. Mike's getting what car, what people say car is getting. Of just like, well, he doesn't matter in this episode. Why is he getting this? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but in the worst way possible. Um, like, him and Angelina have been put at odds all season. And it still has not come up to anything. Um, so I don't even know what to think about Mike. Like, like with Davey, he doesn't have a story at all. <laughs> Maybe even yeah. worse than Davey. Nothing consistent. And they... They're willing to change what he is. Like in this episode, in this last episode, he's like a flip flopper. He's the swing vote. Um, two episodes ago, he was like this, the figurehead of the Goliaths and Goliath Strong. Two episodes before that, he was like, I can't imagine voting anyone out. It really hurts me. It's just like, what are you? Yeah, I think Mike is a near top candidate to be one of the best players. And just, they don't know how to edit him because of that. Like, he has so many options. Like, how is he the figurehead of the Goliaths and not in any threat? Um, like, he was the one trying to rope them together, and the Davids were not after Mike. And now he's the one that they come to, to flip. Like, he's clearly playing immaculately. And I think that's part of the problem that they're having editing him, is it's just like, he's playing super well, but he's not winning. Um... How do we do this um, without just it being like CP garbage the whole time? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I would say he's playing well. I think he's found a nice spot where he's like not threatening by any means and like willing to work with different people. Mm -hmm. And so I think he's useful to everyone. But if he gets to the end, I feel like people are just going to be like, you were just going to go with anyone and you weren't threatening True. in any way. Like, okay, but say his name was Doug White. He wasn't popular screen writer, actor, director. How much do you think that changes? Like, do you think... I think there's a good chance that that actually is being held against him in a pretty major hmm. way. And... Like, maybe they just kind of see him as a goat who can't win, so they're playing around him. Maybe to some extent. I Yeah, that's unfortunate, but... I don't know. I think part of that, if you're going to go into Survivor with an intention to win and you are that famous, you have to factor that into how people are perceiving you and get the right people at the end as much as it's you true. can. It's not an easy job. I'm not going to say, but it's I true. And like, I don't even like he makes sense as a losing finalist for that reason, especially now with him being an actor brought up again. Um Maybe that's a uh, mark against authenticity is a theme. You know what I mean? Like people are like, well, you're an actor. How how do I know that you even cared about me? You know what I mean? Like that could be held against him in the end. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But I just I also can't really see him surviving that long. Like if he does, like kudos to him. But I don't know. It just feels like when are they gonna vote him out? 
Yeah. Feels very like Angela getting to <laughs> the end and like Angela, but with content in every episode. And yeah. Sometimes a villain and sometimes a hero and sometimes like often in this episode, he was comedic relief slash strategist. Yeah. In one episode, he was like over the top strategic genius. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with Mike. I don't even like that's the thing. He's hard to talk about. Like, I can't imagine him being anyone's favorite because. Like, who is he? <laughs> yeah, the ma- the material's not there for it. Maybe that's. Okay, conspiracy, maybe not conspiracy theory, but maybe the story they're trying to tell us with Mike is he's an actor, so he does. There are a bunch of different Mike White roles. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, that's, that explains why he's just a different character in all these. Maybe, like, I mean, there's all those Shakespeare quotes. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Mike is honestly the voice of anti, like, inauthenticity. And maybe, honestly, people at the end will be like, Mike, what were you? Like, some days you were like this Miley go lucky guy, and some days you were like a strategic mastermind jerk face. Like, how can I give you my vote when I don't know who you are? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I just don't like. I think looking at him in the final tribal council, he's going to have a hard time with that. And then I think even if there's responsible for some stuff as he was he's gonna have a hard time taking credit for moves so mike as a losing finalist just feels like right mm-hmm. but i could also see him going soon i could <laughs> yeah like, he could easily I be don't, next i don't understand how that happens either because like i said he's not threatening like in any yeah. shape i mean there's always sort of that idea of like a goat who's just too good that you vote them out early like the courtney Marit or the abby maria abby maria's like stuff like that but that's true i don't know yeah like i think he could easily like that's the thing he could sixth fifth fourth maybe not fourth he's not coming fourth he's not a fire maker loser uh or a losing finalist i think but i think not second i think third like he, he would be zero vote finalist yeah so I guess that's Mike. Aw. Next up, the main event. Oh, gosh. (sighs) Nick Wilson. Wow. Like, I don't know. Okay, so before the episode, I was sort of thinking, and I was like, wow, in these past few episodes, Nick has been shown as really close to Davey, but we've seen no, like, named alliance or any buildup of sort with that, like, relationship. Same with Carl. So I'm like, okay, already Nick is like sort of falling for me. And then these episodes happened and I'm just like, well, goodbye. Nick might be like, honestly, like Nick might be last on my winner contender list. Um, I think he, I have Mike and Davey lower. I mean, there's yeah. just so much good about Nick that was that it's hard to just be like, two episodes and just take rid of all of that but he's he's way down he's fallen so much he has like this guy had such a consistent narrative in the pre-merge and it's gone like he doesn't have it anymore at all and mm-hmm. he just looks like a losing finalist in every yeah. way like he just 
And I can just see all his named Alliance people on the jury being like, okay, you said that we were the Mason Dixon. What did that even mean? And it means nothing. And mm-hmm. I think, so I've been thinking a lot about that first episode. Cause that's always been our thing. Like if they re-edited the premiere, maybe Nick and went kind of thing, right? Like, or they were doing something weird with it or something. But I think what it was telling us was, Nick told this super emotional story and they played that weird music over it. I think the reason is they wanted to tell us that Nick is authentic, but can't sell that he is. Hmm. So he was coming from a tender moment of vulnerability, but the other people, it didn't click with them. You know what I mean? Like we didn't get anyone being like, Oh, thank you, Nick. We got that from Jessica. We got that from all kinds of people in that episode. But Nick, it was just like this gloomy music while he tells a super, super emotional story. And nothing. No one's like, thank you, Nick. It's just like, I think he has a problem being authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the read we had on it was that, oh, is this a lie? Like, is Nick the next Russell Hans? And, like, it wasn't, but that fits in. Like, Nick as an authentic character. I don't know. I think part of that episode, too, it fits really well into the losing fire theme. If Nick is just like, well, I don't need to do any camp stuff. I'm just going to play the game. And then part of the game is, like, building fire and Mm -hmm. he loses. Um. But yeah, it's just like gone from really solid edit, one big flaw at the beginning that I had dismissed to like, like this episode just in any way was not good for him. He wasn't super important to either vote. Like he was actively on the wrong side of one and not showing any awareness at all. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, Nick was just being hidden because he was on the wrong side. and. Like, that is that is the much needed cool down of this season is yeah. like they were just hidden from it because we've seen it with Kara um, I think you can even say it was done with Christian at some point Nick too but like I just don't think it's a thing like I think it's a nice thing to think about like very nuanced oh we thought it was Davey too in that second vote but yeah I, I think they're just not giving them content when they very easily could yeah. give them some sort of logic to what they're doing. And like Angelina's getting all of that. Like yeah. everything about Angelina is getting explained. Like you can Nick, do it. Nick, Kara, Davey, all these people could have that explained. And think, it's okay. Re edit this episode and have Nick say something along the lines of, you know, I think not telling Gabby's risky, but I think it's the right move. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> He's still, maybe it's a maybe. No, he is just a voice of, yeah, let's follow Carl. Let's not tell Gabby. And that entire group looks terrible. Like, yeah, or even just some, like, when he's following Carl, like, why that's a good thing for him to do. Yeah. Like, there's all this talk about, oh, I hate following Carl the Godfather. And, like, maybe just have Nick being, like, yeah, he's kind of overbearing, but this is good for my game at this point. Like, it's just... He'll always get voted over me. Yeah. 
and we just didn't see that. And it's just like a free fall for Nick this episode. Yeah, like honestly, like I like for me, I just I can't see him winning anymore at all. Like he's in he I eliminated him. Like I am confident enough that he is not winning that I just I don't think it's a possibility. Um mm-hmm. down there with Mike and Davey, like it would just be I think it would be a okay story if he won, but I don't get why they take the pumps off the brakes completely. Um yeah. like I said, he's basically Ryan. Like it would be disappointing. Like yes. and I said, there aren't many resolutions that would make it a disappointing season, but after doing this, it just feels disappointing. Like why what happened this episode that you couldn't do to Nick? to keep that winning streak going. And I get it's like part of it's like like pre-merge is building them up. Merge is knocking down your winners, but this is like, this isn't knocking them down. This is ignoring them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. Like it's bad when like, I think it's the worst thing in survivors to be ignored. And he had like a Mm -hmm. big episode in terms of things that happened. And a really small episode in terms of any impact. Yeah. Like, I feel like he'll save himself with his idol successfully. So I think he is still like, that's how I think he makes the end. Like, Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense is like, maybe they target Davey instead first. Then he uses the idol, wins a challenge or something. Like, I see the world for him making the end. I just can't see the world where he wins. Yeah. Yeah, that's very much the case. Like the worst part is it does seem like he's a really good player who got complacent. Like I think not telling Gabby is like an unforgivably terrible move. Mm-hmm. Just a lot yeah. of the ways they, or at least that it was shown that they were treating Gabby and yeah. like awful, like they're doing bad things to her, but just not like keeping her in conversations, putting other people in conversations where Gabby should be like, and yeah, not telling her is probably the biggest sin, but yeah, and, like, I don't know, like, now all of a sudden he's David Strong. Like, it's just very, like, he's kind of getting the hypocrite at it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a good chance he makes the end and all the Goliaths are like, hey, you said you were willing to work with us. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Very much so. I think we spoke about that. Whereas, like, if people start turning the other way on this and go David Strong, that's a negative sign. Mm-hmm. And especially now that two Davids have very much not done that, it's terrible. It really is. Like, I just don't, like, I think thematically nothing makes sense for him anymore. Like, being the David to then rope back in the Davids to just Pagong is the worst look in the entire world. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, like... Not his season, I don't think. Yeah. Um, when you were looking for that post, I went on Unspoiled for the first time. Unspoiled Edic the first time this season. And I saw this most recent chart, and they just didn't have Nick as a contender. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. really right. Like, he just, yeah, he's totally fallen off everyone's radar, I think. When he was, like, up there with Kara, it's like, it's either Kara or Nick. Yep. <laughs> He's just gone, and I think it's just they. I think they dropped the ball because I think he should have still been 
good winner contender. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Poor guy, but uh, maybe he's making a hundred thousand bucks. Maybe. I guess that's yeah. Nick. Yep. On to our two eliminated castaways. Alec, please play Survivor again. Please. Like, what a good send-off episode. Like, <laughs> I was so pleased to see, like, CPP, Alec, and, like, that he was part of what made that immunity challenge so good. <laughs> like, you have Christian and Gabby there, and they're strong characters, but, like, the way Alec was, like, not only, like, telling the others he was going to win, but, like, telling himself he was going to win. Yep. was just such a strong character moment. You see him, like, just so much mental focus in winning that is just a good character. And, like, when he gets off and you just, like, you just see, like, the heartbreak, but he's not, like, breaking down. He's just, he goes, and, like, it's, like, a beautiful shot of him just walking to the sunset and looking out. Yeah. like this, And just being, like... I didn't do it. You know, like I didn't get the job. Like that was a heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I just, Um, I wish we would have seen more. Like it was nice to have Alec for this merge part, but that would have been great in the pre-merge too, to have a bigger character who's clearly there to play. Cause like at this point, like for me, I, I think it's a close race between Gabby, Nick, and Alec, I think, with who's like the best player. Like, if I think if you just simulate a million seasons, who's going to win the most? I think it's in those three. Um, probably Nick and Alec over Gabby, honestly. Um, because like Alec just seemed to have all the tools required to win. And I think he really got dragged down by the Allisons, the Mikes, and stuff who got scared of the Strike Force because Strike Force was his idea. He pushed for it hard, he wanted the cross tribal thing. And then other people kept letting him down to the point where he no longer had any swing with the other side. Yeah. Um, I really think that this guy got a little screwed by playing with a not particularly great group of people on his side. Like, I think he needed to flip more, more overtly, but like, I think he played like an incredible game, like, especially for the placement he got. Mm-hmm. Like, even the advantages almost broke the worst for him cumulatively (laughs) because it resulted in John going and Dan going. And then not only is he an outnumbered Goliath who hasn't flipped, he is also the biggest physical threat. And so I just like Dan, we last week we talked about how Dan got screwed with the idol nullifier, but like, honestly, I think we're seeing the ripple effect of like Alec got robbed. I think like, if that vote doesn't happen that way, I don't think Alex is in any danger here. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see him play another season. I don't know if he could win it. I don't know if he'd do very well. He's such a threat, and I think the way he plays can sometimes lead him into really bad situations. But a lot of times it's going to be really good. Yeah. I'd love to see it again. I think he's a really interesting character at the very least and like the thing that surprises me is just how like like because i thought it was like a little low-key at how good he was everyone i've talked to just like the people on the street as jeff probes put it uh (laughs) really are so impressed with this guy yeah 
And I think he, like, I, we both picked him as our winner pick preseason. And I'm so happy I did. I have no regrets because I think he played like a incredible game. We, I think, honestly, I think a lot of people did not see him as having much upside. I think we did. So I'm super happy about that. Yeah, I didn't pick a winner, but I picked a good character. And that's all I can ask for. And honestly, he's in the top five survivor challenges ever. And like the reason it was so good. So yeah, good job, Alec. Uh, <laughs> On the other hand, <laughs> okay, Carl was robbed. Like he was, but like, what were they doing with Carl? Like, I kind of feel like they had this like two episode suite of like, Carl is drunk with power that was strong, but they couldn't just be like, this is Carl's character. So at the very beginning of the season, they were like, look, Carl is the kind of a decent person at times. Like he can be okay before. (laughs) Oh my God. It's honestly, it's like, oh goodness. And okay, wait, I think this is what his story is. So he's a nice family man who loses his daughters and keeps things keep going really poorly at the merge. He's like, I just really want alcohol. Like that's, at the, like oh, that's everything's so- broken so badly for him. Uh, he hates Elizabeth. Uh, his back hurts all the time. What does he turn <laughs> to? He turns to alcohol. Alcohol at the merge. He gets super drunk um, and completely like kind of blows up massive parts of the game to other people. And then for the rest of the game, basically, story's complaining about not having alcohol. Uh, when he finally gets it, it's his downfall. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like almost, if the. Uh, actual reward challenges broke differently like where would carl be yeah because like i feel like that actually had a significant effect on like his downfall and it's so weird that like what it ultimately led to was like carl actually having like a ton of power in the game Mm -hmm. and then he just misapplied it and became drunk with it that like it sent him out of the game and yeah, it's like a story of a nice guy who had so much bad stuff happen to him that he turned to drunkenness and alcohol and power uh, and just couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty <laughs> sad. It's a pretty sad story. I mean, it's a good story. I think that's where, like, the nuance level of, like, the regular viewing public is, like, that's a little too, like, deep. But, like... But, like, that's, the thing is, is, like, <laughs> you know that they have, like... 7 million hours of footage and the footage they choose to put in and forever has a reason yeah and like i think honestly the content of him crying about jessica maybe has a lot to do with the content now in their minds and they were hoping people would pick up on that subtly in the back of their minds Mm -hmm. i guess in the end it's a very interesting character Mm-hmm. We were kind of wondering how Carl would slot in. And I guess it makes sense that part of it was because the brunt of it all happened in this stretch of two episodes. Yeah. Which was like why we couldn't put it all in. And I think it's okay. Yeah, it I think this a is little, a good story. Yeah, it was a little weird, but I don't know. And I guess I'll miss Carl. I was a little hard on him the last two episodes, but Bing. He's, he's kind of fun. Bing. I I loved uh, the other. I loved the girl saying "ding" for some reason, and um, <laughs> they were just so excited and like, yeah. and like like I said, I love that Carl. Even as like the girls are a little rude 
there. They were. Like, but Carl was just like, whatever, guys, good game. Best of luck to all of you. Like, yeah, that's good to see. Yeah, Carl, good casting, I think. He was he was fun. Honestly, he gave a pretty good story. Like, Yeah. Good job, editors, for actually giving him that story, because I could definitely see a world where they didn't. So, good job, all around. And, like, we even had him as, in our winner contenders list. So, like, that's yeah. Two, three, four. So, like, yeah. That's the most you can ask for. Yeah, what more can you ask for? Like... Yeah, you managed to make uh, some edgeck nerds believe that Carl could win the game. So yeah, I mean, in like episode two, but still. Uh, (laughs) So I guess I mean, so who's winning? I have it. I've now I am officially locking in Gabby number one, Christian number two, Angelina number three, Cara number four. Um, I've actually been trolling you this whole time. It's Mike followed by (laughs) Nick. No, um, Mike Nick Davy. Yeah, Mike McDavy. Um, no, Christian number one. If things go topsy turvy, like Gabby can like swoop into there and become the number one. Right now, she's like my number three. I think Angelina. Maybe wishful thinking, but I like that story more. I just replace like that her story, story on more. the Davids and your board. <laughs> um. But yeah, so for now, Christian, Christian's really my only contender, and then Angelina, Gabby, Kara. Yeah, and like to be clear, when you say that, it means like you think that Christian has such a higher chance than everybody else that while you can't see the world where other people win, it just means like yes, like that that explains the disparity for anyone. It's like you're saying that Gabby can win, but you don't <laughs> have like yeah. Uh, uh so okay, so who do we think is leaving next? Uh, if not Christian in a massive blindside, I think Davey. I feel like I might actually say Davey too, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Christian. Uh, but I do think the story's going to be well, Christian idol or not. And he's going to be pointed at Davey. So it's just whether he idols or not. Yeah. So that's our show. Yeah. Uh, our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com there's a contact form there where uh, if you want to contact us, tell us we're awesome, tell us we suck whatever, uh, use that or you can just email us at thewinneredit at gmail.com, no S new episodes come on Saturday, Sundays, sometimes Mondays uh, we'll share them on our Survivor and our Edgic. Uh and I guess we just want to issue a warning, we got a tip from people that apparently there are spoilers in our Edgic. so we me and uh, Joe generally don't check our edgic anyway uh but i would just say for any of you guys who want to maintain uh like stay clean uh stay away from spoilers that our edgic might be compromised for this season so yeah. just i don't know and what level but definitely I, avoid it i think what i saw was like there's a thread saying about the spoilers posted here so i knew there are spoilers and then that was like enough for me to be like nope not gonna visit here anymore yeah because not only i could see the spoiler i mean people who participate in that forum did see that spoiler and as much as you want to say you're not going to be influenced like you're gonna be influenced like it's just it is like, impossible like anyone who says that they do edgic anyway without like while being spoiled is like they are inherently being yeah 
influence. So I like the place I stick to is unspoiled. Um, and even there I've been posting a little bit less this season, just on any spoiled season, just in case. Um, but yeah, just watch out there. I don't even know at what level it is, but anything yeah. is bad. Um, yeah, but I mean, anyway. we'll, we'll post the link there. I can do that without yeah. looking at the content. So it's good, but just a warning to everyone. Uh, and we're on all major podcast podcast catchers. I think we finally we got one person telling us we weren't on one last week. I think we got on there. Uh, so hopefully that's still the case. Uh, if there's an app you want to use and we're not there, let us know. Uh, put reviews on iTunes. Uh, super helpful. Uh, and then anything we want to put things useful or whatever, we're going to put in the show notes. And that's our show. That's it. We'll oh, see watch you. the quester. I'm on it. All right. Don't forget to quester. I'm kill B on that. Watch that. Yep. Uh, Bye. <laughs> Have a good week. See you next week. Cool. cool. Um, we gotta stop, Craig. Craig, Craig stop.